comfortable no i'm not well i appreciate you doing it i appreciate you coming out here i know and uh, just for you thank you that's that means that does mean a lot so all right we'll we'll get into it and it's not meant to uh it's not meant to be anything groundbreaking um it's just uh the idea that i had like i said to get former students from my cohorts and uh just kind of see where they are because it's it covers about five years, um, and so what? Uh, tell us, tell us who who are you? You tell us who you are. My name is Rita Fadjasne. I'm from Hungary. I'm paramedic with uh, Greenville County for uh, three years, and uh, also work for Mobile Care in the team four years now. Awesome. So, what year did you graduate paramedic school? 2014. 2014. And what did you have any EMS experience prior to coming to paramedic school? No. No, no. nothing. I mean, I learned some basic uh, first aid stuff in right. Hungary, but that's it. Okay. Um, and so, what uh, I think your story is fascinating. Um, so, for, for everybody that doesn't know, um, during Rita's cohort, I very, you know, goofily, I guess, asked everybody to write why I want to be a paramedic uh, at the beginning of their pharmacology and cardiology scenario or uh, semester. <clears throat> and uh, I put them in a folder, and I honestly didn't read too much into it until the end of the cohort. Uh, when we had 2014 as the first year, we came up with a... Uh, Painting ceremony that I worked pretty hard on for about uh, two years to, to get to happen uh, in our paramedic school. And uh, I took the top three that I thought were pretty interesting uh, and I read them out there. And then also Rita is also the outstanding student of the class. She's also the first year that we recognize somebody like that. And uh, we presented a certificate and uh, one of our custom made challenge coins. But she's the first recipient of that. And uh, that was a big deal. But um. I'll let her tell it. So what, uh, how did you come? Tell me, tell us the story of how, how Rita became the paramedic or how she got to paramedic school. Okay, so after the middle school, I went to um, high school, what is kind of different than here in the US. We can learn a professional in the, in the high school. So I went in a nursing school and um, in my sophomore year, I kind of decided I want to be a paramedic. I want to work in the uh, EMS system. Um, that time uh, in Hungary, um, more it was a male job, more like a female. It wasn't any female paramedic on that time. So my parents, my teachers, everybody was against the idea. Um, 
So I was 18, I finished the high school, I was a nurse on that time. Uh, since I was unable to go to the uh, paramedic field, I decided to be a physical therapist. So I went to the college, I finished the college. Um, three years later, I was a physical therapist. I started to work with a spinal cord injured people. That was a special field. It was challenging. I liked that, but uh, that wasn't my job. I, I knew that. So I worked on the field about three years and we moved to the uh, U.S. So on that time I thought, okay, my paramedic dream is over. I wasn't able to talk English when we arrived to the U.S. I was able to say thank you or sorry. Pretty much that was my dictionary on that time. Um, we were here two years later. My um, younger daughter was born, so I was at home with her. I wasn't able to work on that time. So I just, we speak Hungarian at home. I learn English from, from TV or some small conversation in a store or I went uh, uh, every week to a church group. Uh, there was volunteer elderly ladies who tried to teach English for us. That was awesome. I really liked that. but. <laughs> it's not enough to learn a language. So uh, we lived in Alabama at that time. And um, in 2009, we moved to Greenville because my husband uh, lost his job and he needed to find something else. So we moved to uh, Greenville. That was the time when we uh, heard about maybe we can get a green card. So at 2011, we finally get the green card and I knew this is my chance to go to school and learn something so I will be able to, to work. Um, that was my first thought. If I need to go back to school and uh, learn something, I want to be a paramedic, at least try to be. So few months later, I was sitting in Mike Dunaway um, class about the career talk. And I, I was like, okay, that's for me. And uh, 2012, I started the class. Right on. And I, I seem to remember, I think you said that you had maybe cousins or an uncle who were in the fire service also in Hungary, or you had some family members who no, might have been paramedic? Not really uh, the fire, but so many uh, family members in the healthcare field, healthcare. like doctors or uh, nurses. So. Right. And what would, and this is my ignorance, but you say, you know, you said that you finally had the opportunity to get a green card. Does, does that automatic, does that equal opportunity for school here? Or like, what was that? Yes, uh, kind of, because uh, I'm not really sure, but uh, as I heard, if you don't have green card or citizenship, 
you maybe not able to attend or had to pay a lot of money. Uh, like I now I know that that's absolutely true get. here for our school at the technical college that you do have to prove citizenship or something like that. I, I think it's on the application. So I guess, like I said, that's my ignorance, but I, I completely get it though. Need to get a student yeah. visa or something. So you hit, uh, you learn English from television, which I, I always think that's great. Um, and uh, you, you show up here, you show up in EMT, and that's it. It's the this is it. This is the the calling. You're ready to go. You're you're smitten with EMS. You're ready for it. Um, what? Uh, so what was what was EMT school like? What was you know you'd already I mean you'd already had healthcare training. You'd worked. I mean, what I don't think uh, some some of the listeners here in the United States probably don't understand that at 18 years old, you were, a, you were an RN, okay? You were learning to be an RN in high, what would ultimately be our high school. And not, not to, you know, to something else I remember from you telling me the story before, um, you said about having your daughter here in the United States, am I yeah. wrong? You had one beforehand, though, when yeah. you lived in Hungary, and the way that the country works is you were given three or four years off to raise her yes. and then right back into your healthcare job. Yes. Your job was held for you. Yes. Your field was held for you. The re-education was held for you. There's a vast difference from the United States, but not that kind of podcast, not that kind of argument right now. I just thought it was super, super interesting. And then when you moved on to be, when you say physical therapist, you were a physical therapist. You weren't a physical therapist assistant. So you ultimately, by the age of 22 or 23, already had an RN license and you were a physical therapist, which again, United States, four to six years of training. Yeah. And you are you walked into EMT school, probably the most well-qualified EMT I've ever met. Um, and then had to sit through 240 hours of, this is the sticky side down of a Band-Aid, um, Here's how you call in a radio report, and here's where our antiquated backboard works. So, uh, again, fascinating to me. So, what did you think of EMT school? I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> it was challenging. I know it will be challenging for me, not because the material, because as you already told, I have an RN and right. a, a physical therapist background, but, uh, but the English. Ah. I mean, English is my second language. Before EMT class, I never read a English written book. So pretty much the textbooks it was my first English written right. book. So I was really afraid how I will do because the because the language. I learn really uh, study really hard. Um, I want to learn everything because it was I was so interested and also I know I already had a handicap like the language I need to get the most knowledge what I can to be good on the field because you know you don't have to speak English well to do a patient assessment you know <laughs> think of, I always I always equate that to um, you know, I, I'm Italian and uh, I know a little Spanish and even less Italian and they're pretty close. And the west side of where we live is a high, you know, highly populated uh, Latino population. And we'll go on calls and you learn one or two, one or two words and you're pointing to a body part saying dolor, dolor, dolor. And then, you know, the patient 
expounds on that and you're like i just yes or no or you can shake your head that only gets you so far and you know clinically um so i mean it's definitely something to overcome and i do i remember i remember you taking exams and saying what does this word mean or what does this phrase mean and <laughs> you know i'm like well it's how do i say this without giving away the answer because i know you know the answer but i need to put it in a way that it, i'm not manufacturing your grade for you so that's that's great um so what um I don't know. I, I, I guess what I'm I'm looking for is what uh, your experience. So you moved on. You passed passed EMT. EMT probably so easy, no big deal. The minus the language part. And then were you one of our students that went right into paramedic, or did you have the seven or nine no, months I off? You went right in. You went right in. So you hit January first semester paramedic. Yes. I'm All right. Stoked. And then how how was that? How was how was paramedic school? That was a little bit more challenging of course than the uh, EMT course uh, lots of new skill what I I did not do before I mean I get uh, the RN license as 18 but I never worked as a RN I worked as a physical therapist and that that one is way away from the totally like, different yeah, skill yes, set yes right. totally different so that was pretty much new for me uh, everything I really enjoy that. I I think my family get tired to listen me every night at home when I went home from uh, from school or clinical or right time, and I tell them all the stories what happened with me, show them how to start the IV or. You just totally you totally geeked out over yes, EMS. Okay, it was yes. just it was this was it it was yes. it for you. Um, <clears throat> what uh so what was like can you think of uh what was a what was like your most positive experience in paramedic school what was pretty positive like, was there anything that sticks out i think the class the class, class and the uh, instructors i think it was a awesome school and we had a really good class the study groups that was awesome we had to uh, sit in a group help each other work all the time uh, and together I, I think you guys were the first class to do that right where did you guys used to sit in the lines of desks and then we started like halfway through we started sitting yes. in the crews yes. right so i remember that because i went to uh kicking and screaming i was drugged to the uh, namc instructor one course and, uh, you know, 14 to 20 pages of notes later, I remember walking in Monday morning to probably pharmacology, cardiology, and I shut the door and I said, all right, here's how it's going to go. And you all got put into groups. You all got cool names of places I used to work. Uh, we laid it out and, uh, you know, you guys, and then you started sitting every day. You guys sat with your first in bag. You sat with your OxyCaddy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you guys would be toned out on calls yeah. and, you know, I... I was uh, I was interested to see how well it worked, and again I got lucky with a good class. So, um, and I think it worked out really well. You guys took to it pretty quick. Nobody, not a lot of pushback, if I remember right, which was great. Um, and uh, I think we had just come back over to this building, so we started really heavily into the simulation stuff, which was great. So that's good. That's good. <clears throat> how about uh, how about a bad memory? How about a bad? What was a bad experience? Less than positive, maybe negative. Bad memories. I don't really have bad memories about the class. No, not I mean, at all. It's just 
more like um, because myself. So I, I can get so nervous if I get sent to a scenario and I'm not that kind of person who I know. like to be <laughs> I know. in the front of the attention. So just uh, dealing with myself to push down the nervousness and okay, you can do this. I mean, not because knowledge-wise, right. I was nervous because this is my first. Which I don't get. Like I don't. So you've got you've got Rita past experiences, and then you put her into the new one, and she's apprehensive. Apprehensive about being the team leader. Apprehensive about being on stage and having four or five other people watch you. Um, you know, and I get that. I, I, I do. Now I do. I didn't then. And I was just like, you know, I give you a little push and you get some success and, you know, off you go. Uh, and I think it probably influenced a lot of other people in the class. Well, probably without you knowing. Uh, I think you probably influenced a ton of other people who probably sat there and said, uh, wow, if she can. And I don't think a lot of people knew your story, the backstory. Like, hey, I learned mm-hmm. English from TV and, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, look what I did in Hungary. All this other stuff. Uh, but I think once people were like, man, you know, if she can, if she can power through and, you know, English is her second language and, you know, she's just learning this stuff for the first time, I guess I can do it too, which I always thought was cool. And again, I thought, you know, I, I think I was very lucky. You guys were very lucky. You had really good groups, really good ambulance crews that you were working with, uh, with, within the, the lab segment of the course. So, um, well, that's good if it wasn't too negative, um, what about so what uh would you say that you were ready to do the job like when you graduated do you think you were ready for your first year of ems my first year of ems yeah do you think that i don't want to say did the school get you ready do you think you were ready for it i think uh yes and no yes and no okay yes and no uh the i think the school gave us the knowledge what we need to know on the field but uh, we went out as a book knowledge and uh, so many times the field is is totally different not very book knowledge not very book knowledge like <laughs> at the school we get scenarios straightforward get the sign symptoms what we need to look for and go to a patient house and everywhere it's hurt. Right. The patient and never read to, the textbook. Yes, they yes, don't know that they're to, supposed to have jaw pain and left yes. arm pain with their MI and yeah. their sugar's never only just a hundred. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I absolutely get that. So what, um, what would you, I don't, I would say it's hard to say, what would you say to, the medic student on their first day of class they walk in first they've already passed emt first day of uh ems 150 at least here uh, so pretty much a trauma module advanced assessment what would you say to them on their first day first day in the medic first class? first day in medic class i don't know what do you do wish you... somebody told you do your best do your best do your best um, learn as much as you can even if and it's not on the assigned reading right yes yeah. yes and um, even if it's the field is uh, different 
um, you need to treat every patient as a real emergency or I don't know. It's their emergency. It's their, it is. It's their emergency. Yeah. Even if you think this is not so not much of an so emergency. Yes. I gotcha. I think, I think that's good. That's a good attitude to have early. Um, you know, I, I'm of the thinking that people do really do get into this job because they want to help people. Um, but sometimes you do need to tell people that after even after because after a while you get a little you get a little jaded, you get a little routine. You know, like oh yeah, great, your arm hurts, I get it. Um, but you know, everyone's got that story of someone who's got thumb or toe pain, and they're just just because they put it like that gut feeling, that sixth or seventh EMS sense, and they stick them on that monitor and having a giant MI, you know, um, and if you'd have totally blown them off, they'd have been sitting in the waiting room just infarcting away, and, you know, it's because you're human, you know, it's, it's, you're human. Uh, what uh, what would you say to them as they're graduating? What would you say to them on their last day of paramedic school, but the first day before they hit the field? By themselves, or as a trainee, not, not in that nice safety cushion of having a preceptor and you know, depending where you ride, where I rode, I had I had two medics and an EMT. So the EMT sat in the back with me on the way to a call, and and I had three people I could fall back on on a call when I was in paramedic school. And when you know, hit the field as a trainee with your FTO, it's you, your FTO, and I always tell the story. You know, about I had given morphine like a thousand times in paramedic school with no problem. We give it out like candy, Demerol, no big deal. And the first time I ever had to give morphine, I looked at the vial 40 times and was like, all right, I'm only going to give like 0.2 cc's of this to give two milligrams. And I looked at it a thousand times and I knew what it was, what I was supposed to do. And I looked at my, my FTO and I looked at her and I said, you just, I'm going to give two of these. And by the time I knew it, we were getting ready to come into the hospital. This poor guy with a fractured arm, I still haven't given him morphine because yeah, I was too busy you know, making sure I wasn't going to screw it up the first time I had to do it by myself with really nobody looking over my shoulder. So what are you going to tell that guy on his first day, right before he leaves the curb? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> this will be challenging. You will be worried. But uh, just use your knowledge if you need to stand back for a second and you will get it that's it for the first year there so there's another thing i, I always kind of i tell a lot of people about sometimes in the class i say about you have your you have your ems epiphany and some people it's like it clicks when it all clicks and some some students it clicks in that last semester um some of them it clicks during the final their last their last practical final or some of them it clicks walking down the aisle at graduation, and in other people it clicks like within the first year, maybe second year. What? Uh, when did it click for you? Like when did it? When was it? I mean, you came into it like this is my calling. I finally got an opportunity. Um, I'm gonna get to do what I want to do. But like, when did it all kind of fall into place that you looked at yourself and was like, I, I get this. Like I understand what is happening to heart muscle as somebody is infarcting like stuff like that i think that one is pretty quick but uh, to be comfortable and uh, don't jump i mean your stomach in a ball when the radio tone uh, went off that's good to hear uh, that's take about 
Two years, two years, two and a half years. Yes. Two and a half years. That's good yes. to hear. That is great to hear. I remember. I know that feeling. Everyone who's listening to this right now knows that feeling of that radio alerting and your stomach flip flopping. Yes. And I remember that as an again. I'm I'm an exception to the rule. I'm very fortunate coming up in EMS. I had great explorer mentors. I started in the uh, Boy Scouting exploring program, and uh, I remember that when that Minotaur two pager went off. I remember, and it didn't even have to be our truck. I remember my stomach flip flopping. I was like, "Oh!" And they were like, "It's not us." And I was like, oh, I'd "Be like let down." Um, I also remember when that went away uh, after you know a few years, even at the EMT level. Uh, like, yeah, you know, it's another call. Great, let's go run it. And then it came back when I became a paramedic because, hey, this is going to be the ALS call. And then after my, honestly, about about five years for me, four or five years, at year five for me was like, eh, I'm at the top of my game. You've seen one gunshot. You've seen them all. You know, huh? You know, let's go run it because we got other stuff we should be doing. You know, it's, we, maybe we'll get out to a better call. Or, you know, I heard the other truck run this really cool call. It's, I hope we get that next. Um, so I absolutely get that, and it's great that so let's see, you said twenty fourteen. That's are you graduated in fourteen? Yeah, so, so it's, yeah, so it's coming so up it's, on what three all mm-hmm. three years, yes. three years, three awesome, years, yeah. awesome. Um, how about how about uh, how important do you think it is to have a mentor, not just a training officer or? you know, someone who's responsible for you in your first couple months? Like, do you, how, how important do you think it is? In your job or in the, in the school? Uh, I, maybe both. How about both? Mm-hmm. How about both? I think it's re- really important. Really important to be uh, a person with you who knows you, know your weakness, know your strength, and uh, can help you through the situations or you can go to somebody to talk about the call, tell them what you did, what is their opinion. Um, really important and can help really good. And that doesn't have to be the instructor. No. Uh, you know, and I think for, for me, no. I tried to do that. Like I would love to hear everyone's calls. and uh, But at the same time, you have to play that game of, Oh, we ran this call and this happened. What do you think? And I said, I think you probably may want to go back and look at your protocols because I don't think that was run maybe the best way. But you know what? I wasn't there. Um, You obviously got something out of it. We talked about it, you know, and we could turn that into something. We turned it into a positive experience. Um, how, How about even on the job? I mean... My my mentors, honestly, are from my time as an explorer. And I was, again, I am very, I am very lucky. Um, <clears throat> in my paramedic school, there's not one single person, not one single preceptor that I would ever, 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 ever call a mentor um, because of how the, uh, how the clinicals were run. It was, you show up, you perform, I evaluate, you go home. Like, there was nothing. Like, I didn't really talk too much about calls. Um, We would talk to our instructors about that. Um, So, again, for for me, like, I met really mentors or role models. I met when I started to hit the field here uh, locally when I got out of paramedic school. Um, So, again, like, I guess I'm the exception. I guess maybe that's why I asked that. Um, all right, moving on. 
uh, is there, would you say that, uh, would you say that EMS has changed you? I hear, I hear a lot of people, you know, cause uh, you know, real, real, as of late, you know, a lot of, uh, PTSD and resilience is becoming a much more talked about thing in EMS and the public service, not just the military. And I get that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I always hear a lot of people, well, EMS changes you or public service changes you. I, I think any job changes you. I think it's just a, a product of being an adult. Um, you know, you have life experiences and life experiences change you. Um, what do you what do you think? I mean, would you say it's changed you or in some way, shape, or form? Or I don't think so. No. Well, not yet. Well, not I, yet. I don't know. You're don't waiting know, for it. Maybe. Right. I mean, I run not a lot, but a few really bad calls. And but see, that's what I mean. People equate it right. At, right there is that change comes from bad calls, uh, from bad calls, bad experience, negative experiences, and and, and I get that. Um, I just maybe never thought about it as much before because you know, I think social media plays a very big part. Um, <clears throat> you know, almost in maybe again me personally. It's bad. I've turned. You know, we have the Code Green campaign, and I think those guys are doing a great job. But you know, for I've heard people, including myself, we've turned that into a verb. Like I'm going to Code Green you. Like I'm going to Code Green somebody today. Like it's just you know, I I I worry about it. I worry about people. I worry about providers. I just think that they're not taking a lot of time for for self-care and again it's so in your face on social media and and other outlets i just think it's i don't know it's exponentially worse or maybe it was so quiet for a long time just never had any idea about it so i mean on that time i always had a partner uh, next to me who mm -hmm. i was able to uh, talk about talk through the cause if it was a really bad call, we can reach out to the supervisors who who can talk with us or help through the emotional crazy. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Um, probably way more, way more for another podcast. Um, so what else? I mean, what else? What have, what have I not covered? What else? What else do you think? What What else is on your mind? What's next? What's next for Rita? Probably EMS. More EMS. More this EMS. is it. You found it. You found. You found yes. it. You love I, it. You're that person. You're that yes. person. I was put here to help people. Yes. Awesome. Probably I will stay on this field as I. EMS lifer. Can do. Yeah. Well, all right. So, in in that sense. What What do you want for yourself then? What do you want out of it? What do you want out of EMS? I always say you get out of it what you put into it. So what what do you what do you want out of EMS? You know from from now on. You know now, haven't found it yet. Well, I mean, I mean you know why? All right, so you know you ask people what do you what do you want to be when you grow up? All right, so you know what do you want to be when you grow up in EMS? You know back at, when I went to paramedic school, I graduated in two thousand and two. I started EMS in nineteen ninety two uh, as an explorer as a first responder. And the job, the be-all, end-all job then was flight medic. Like, if you, if you didn't want to be a flight medic, like, that was the top of the game, you know, flight paramedic. You kind of fast-forward a few years, then it was, I would be a SWAT paramedic. 
SWAT paramedic is where it's at. We're going to kick doors, put Band-Aids on. It's going to be awesome. Um, now, you know, there's a lot more out there. You've got flight medic, tactical paramedic. You've got critical care paramedic. That was, you know, that was still an, an, a young thing when I was coming up. I mean, you know, now it's a it's a bigger deal. There's more specialties in EMS. What else? I mean, it doesn't even have to be grandiose like that. I just want to be a supervisor. I want to be a lieutenant. I want to be a sergeant. I want to be a training officer. I want to be a sole provider on the on the quick response vehicles. I want to work by myself. Yeah. For me, probably stay on the field. And uh, you mentioned critical paramedic. I was thinking about that. Um, maybe flight medic. Um, I'm not thinking about supervisor or lieutenant or Why? training. What, training officer. Just not you, or just not, not not me, yet, or not me. And uh, I I don't think I want to sit in a office. And, it's horrible. And do paperwork. I I want to be. On it's the horrible field. sitting in that office. The desk doesn't run a lot of calls. Yes. It's it's it, it is it's very horrible. You live vicariously through the crews. You wish you were out there. That's how you know you 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 really want to do this job. Um, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know. That's really, uh, those are really all I had. Again, like I said, your story is my, probably one of my favorite student stories out there. Um, you know, not really overcoming adversity, but again, this opportunity, determination, you saw something you wanted to do. You finally found the the land of opportunity in the United States of America. And, uh, you found it through a two-year technical college and, uh, you're out there doing, uh, being a rock star paramedic. I'm super, I'm super proud of it too. Thank uh, you. super proud of it and uh i hope you do uh i hope you achieve everything you you want to uh, if it's not around here it's wherever you you land and i think you'll be awesome at it so i appreciate you coming in thank you for the invitation you got it mm-hmm.